0: Hi, my love. Hi, my loves. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Deontre Nicolette. If you're new here, my love, welcome. I'm super excited to have you tuned in for your first ever episode of Manifest Daily. And of course, to my OG listeners, y'all, you know the vibes, okay? Hey, girl, hey, hey, boy. Hey, what's poppin', what's good? Welcome back to another episode of Your Faith. Now, let me start off by saying this, okay? Because <laughs> you gotta, Let me just start by saying this. If y'all start to see me, Or not even start to see me, but like these days, these days specifically, if y'all see me doing an episode and it is audio only, I'm not showing up on YouTube with, you know, my makeup done, wig laid, lace tied down, you know, lace glued down with the, with the, um, with the spray, not the got to be glue, but the other one, the other one that I like, I think it's like the even lace or whatever. If y'all don't see me on YouTube showing up to do these episodes, but I'm here on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, all the other ones, just know that on the other end of the mic, I'm going through it. (laughs) I am going through it. I am either in my robe, I'm either with my bonnet on, I have not showered, something, something like that. And I'm coming to deliver all the energy, all the good vibes that you could want in a podcast episode, but the look I can't promise you to look right now. The look is, is just not giving. What it needs to have gave, okay? It is Wednesday right now. I went to the gym this morning. I literally was going to sleep in because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't feeling it today. I was like, I'm going to sleep in whatever, whatever. My body was like, baby, <laughs> sleep in? We don't know her. We don't know her. So all of a sudden, I'm up at 6.30 a.m. wide open or wide open. <laughs> I am not wide open. My eyes, my eyes are wide open. I am up at 6.30 and I'm like, well, I can't just lay here because that's the thing. Whenever I wake up very early, like without an alarm or anything like that, and I can't sleep, if I had planned to sleep in that day, nine times out of 10, I'm going to go to the gym because nine times out of 10, the way that I see it, it's like, I'm not going to be able to fall back asleep. I'm just going to lay here and I'm going to be mad that I can't fall asleep. So I might as well get up and be productive with my day and do something. And for me, that's something y'all know is the gym. So I end up getting up went to the gym this morning, had myself like a really chill workout. I did some core, I did some upper body, some, you know, my my shoulders, biceps, triceps, a back, all that good stuff. And then I came home and literally ran right into a meeting. Came home, ran into a meeting and I've been having a chill day at work. Like I had a couple meetings today. I had a call with a friend as well, but it's been like more of a chill day. So, I don't know why or what my excuse is for the fact that I have not showered yet. And y'all, please don't judge me. <laughs> Do not judge me. I will say this. I didn't sweat like that at the gym today, okay? I said it was a light workout. You heard me when I said light. I said chill. I said very much non-aerobic okay, non-hit workout. I was doing a really chill weightlifting session today because again, I was just like, you know what? It was supposed to be my off day anyways. It's a bonus that I made it here. It's a bonus y'all see my face today. So I have not showered since then. Sitting here still in my Lululemon leggings, my Tala uh, long sleeve shirt and all the, the, the sadness. That my body is experiencing from the fact that I am sitting here now. The sun is out, and I'm boiling. I'm boiling in a long sleeve shirt and a long long sleeve pant, a long long leg pant. What what do you, what do we call those? Just long legged pants? Are they just pants? are long-legged pants just pants because shorts are shorts? So whatever. I'm in leggings, okay? I'm in leggings and and a top. And I am hot. I am so hot because the sun always hits the office in the afternoon. So whenever I come here to work in the morning, it's like pitch black. But by the time it's like two, three o'clock, it's giving Hades. It's giving hell. It's giving burnt to a crisp, okay? Also, before we get into this episode, can I take a second to shout out Tala? Have y'all heard of this brand before? Because I'm living, okay? So it's this athleisure brand. And if you know me, which I'll do, okay? Hey, girl, hey, hey, boy, hey, what's poppin'? Um, I live in some athleisure. One thing about me, I'm a buy a legging. <laughs> One thing about me... Oh, that's another crop sweatshirt, another crop gym shirt. Oh, yes, please. I'll take it. I will take it. Put it in my closet. Let me know if y'all are also the same way because I feel like I just love athleisure. I think, again, because I go to the gym all the time. But it's also so nice because a lot of athleisure, if not literally most or all athleisure, you can just like wear Going out, you can dress some of them up. You can dress them down if you want. You can wear them at home. Like who doesn't love to wear a good chill, either legging or sweat or something, and like kind of still look like you're put together and you have your life together, but also know that like low key you wonder what the hell going on (laughs) inside your head. But anyways, I literally recently discovered this brand Tala because I am obsessed with the brand CEO Grace Beverly, and I feel like I am the last person on earth because I feel like everyone and their mother knows about Grace but me. But I discovered her the other day and if you follow me on Instagram and you've been seeing me do those dailies, um, what I call dailies where I will... Take a picture and kind of outline my schedule for the day and let y'all know what I'm doing for the day Kind of similar to when I would show you guys my time blocking calendar, but more so instagram friendly That is inspired a hundred percent by grace beverly Because I started following her on instagram and I saw that she would do that And I absolutely love that because I was like, oh my god It's just like my time blocking but she's like sharing it on instagram every day and it's super motivating It's super inspiring and I feel like it's a great accountability thing for yourself So I started doing that here and there on days as well. But I'm obsessed with Grace because her entire story of starting off as a fitness influencer and pivoting her entire career and the entire way that she makes money and makes a living for herself to not just being a content creator, but now being a business owner. I believe she owns two businesses. Uh, She may be an investor in some other ones, but she owns Tala, which is again, the athleisure brand. And Shreddy, which is, I think an app and they do supplements and things like that. But what I love about her is that she is so big on sustainability and her brand Tala is essentially, you would think this episode is sponsored by the way. <laughs> you would think, right? I'm just obsessed. I really am. No, but I love that her brand is really focused on sustainability and the clothes, I feel like I'm going to butcher the way she explains it, but they're made from like, y'all. I don't even know, but they made from, like, wood pulp or something. I don't know. It's some recycled material, okay, and it's real good for the environment. But what I love about it is it's not these jacked-up, crazy prices. So, like, again, if you're used to shopping it, a Gymshark, a Set active, a Lululemon, which, for the longest time, I used to pronounce it Lululemon. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? I really was trying to add some flavor to it, a little cayenne, a little garlic powder, a little onion powder. And they was like, baby, it's giving salt, pepper, salt and pepper. That is it. Lulu (laughs) lemon. So anyways, if you're used to shopping at these places, then... Tala is essentially around the same price point. I would actually argue even less than, definitely for like Lululemon, less than that price point. But you're getting clothes that are high quality, again, same as all these other brands that I mentioned, but they are sustainable, good for the planet. And I love stuff like that where you can get something that's better for your body, better for the planet, better for Everything. Right. But it's not at this jacked up price. because so I think we've gotten to a place in the world where a lot of things that are good for us are good for the environment. It's are sold at a very premium price sustainability efforts should be made accessible. So if you're not someone who wants to go out and spend maybe hundreds of dollars on your groceries every single week, or maybe you don't want to have to pay this crazy premium price just to actually get some organic vegetables and some toilet paper that's better for the environment. I don't think you should have to compromise between choosing Better for yourself and choosing better for the environment, and whether or not you're going to be able to buy the other things that you need for yourself. So um, I love that her brand is making this clothing that is sustainable more accessible for people. And honestly, the designs are dope as hell. Like I'm wearing the this crop top right now that has um, this really cute cutout on the chest. It is very flattering, but it's also not. Ooh, who is texting me? Because I know I put my phone on Do Not Disturb. Oh, it's my mom. Okay. <laughs> I told her not to call me because I was like, I'm going to record because I literally just FaceTimed her before this. And then she was eating her dinner. She's like, I'm going to call you back. And I was like, okay. And then I got off the phone. And I was like, nah, but I'm about to record now. Because I felt I felt the, the, what is what was I going to say? the um, I was going to say I felt the fire in my soul, but that kind of sounds a little like not like what I'm going for. Anyways, so... Back to Tala. Just, I love the brand and I love the clothes and just want to put y'all on because you probably, again, already know about Grace and already know about this brand and already know about how amazing and inspiring she is. But if you didn't know, and if you are also someone that loves sustainable clothing and also loves athleisure, check out that brand. I'm trying to do better over time with like sustainability I think that's one thing that I am giving myself the grace with, and I think we should all give ourselves the grace with as well, is sustainability efforts and just things that we are doing in our lives to better ourselves on a daily basis and just be better to the environment, kinder to the earth on a daily basis. I think it's so easy to want to go from zero to hundred. And we're going to get into some of this in a, in a bit when it comes to habits, because that's what we're talking about today. If you didn't you know, guess by the title, it literally says it, okay? It literally says it. I think it's so easy to want to jump from zero to a hundred with your efforts. Like, Oh my God, I'm, you know, I'm completely going vegan and I'm completely, you know, becoming a minimalist and I'm no longer shopping fast fast and I'm no longer shopping at these stores and I'm no longer doing this. And all the plastics in my house are out. I honestly don't think that for a lot of us, that is realistic. And I say that because for a lot of us, you know, again, it comes down to accessibility. What things are in your area? What do you actually have available to you? What is actually able to ship to you? It comes down to income. What can you actually afford to buy right now? A lot of times people will talk So much shit about fast fashion, and they'll be like, Oh my gosh, you know, you shouldn't be shopping at Shein and Forever Two and all these places. And I agree, you know, when we know about these companies where the workers are not compensated properly or where the clothing is made with materials that may not be the greatest um, of the greatest quality, like the materials itself, it's so easy to say, We'll just stop shopping there. But for someone who may not have that many options of where they shop, depending on where they are in their life right now and their accessibility to the income needed to maybe shop. somewhere else, it's not as easy to say, just stop doing that. Whatever little steps I think each of us can take in our day-to-day lives to be better and kinder to ourselves and and to the environment. Oh my goodness, I'm tripping over my words already. I think that really is just something we should give ourselves grace with and patience with as well so for me that also looks like trying to find some different clothing brands where I can invest in clothing that is that higher quality and not just a higher price because sometimes I feel like some of these clothing brands out here they gonna sit there and charge you a premium price and want to give you Forever 21 quality like baby what am I paying for <laughs> because I could have just went to Forever 21 I could have just went to H M and it would have been cheaper and it would have been cuter so what are you doing right now so I think it's about taking the time to do that research and figuring out what that looks like for you. So literally I know one thing I'm super excited to do is when I am in a house I want to like do that whole water filtration system thing and make sure that the water that I'm actually putting into my body and showering with and everything like that is filtered really really well and also just eliminating the use of plastic bottles in my life because I wouldn't even let you guys I do use water bottles here and I have the reusable ones as well and I also have used like Britas and things like that in the past but you know it's one of those things where again I'm trying to give my self-grace with the steps that I'm taking, but I also know that there are so many more steps that I could take to be kinder to myself and to the environment. But, you know, we all got to start somewhere and there's always a baby step that we can take. So yeah. Okay. I don't know how and why we got it into that whole conversation, but I hope it was beneficial. I just had to take a little sip of my water because, oh, throat was burning. But today, my loves, we are chatting all about habits. I actually polled y'all on Instagram recently and I gave you four different options for a podcast episode and I was like, choose the one that you want to hear next week. And this one, actually, I wonder if it actually legitimately won because when I last checked, it was the winner, but I think the poll still had like. Three or still has rather, like three more hours on it. But you know, I felt the call to record right now and I just did a good hour and a half worth of research for this episode. So I was like, you know what? Let's talk about it. Let's share. Let's dive into it. So this episode is going to be broken down into a couple different parts. We're going to talk about how habits work. Then I'm going to go into how do we actually start new habits. I'm going to dive into some tips for actually getting your habits to stick. And then I'm going to finish off with, I'm looking at my notes here. I'm going to finish off with some things that you want to avoid when it comes to new habits. And also a little, you know, a little end note, a little uh, reminder when it comes to the topic of motivation and how that plays into our habits and actually sticking to our habits. That's going to be the outline for today's episode. So let's go ahead and dive into how habits actually work. And for this episode, I mainly use atomic habits as my, um, as my source for the information that I pulled in this episode. So if that's a book you're interested in, I would highly, highly, highly recommend you pick it up, whether it's on audible, I would say audible and take notes or cause that's how I did for this episode. Or you can actually like read the book as well, which I think is a great idea. Cause it's really, really jam packed with information and I am not even touching like I would say 50% of what's in the book, not way less than 50%. There's so much more in the book. So yeah, but anyways, let's go ahead and dive into chatting about how habits work. So when we talk about habits, we have to discuss what is better known as the habit loop. And this is compiled of four different parts. So there's the cue, the craving, the response, and the reward. So when it comes to these four parts, the cue is the part that triggers your brain to perform a certain behavior. The cue also essentially tells your brain that once this behavior is performed, there's going to be a reward at the end. So you're thinking, oh baby, like what's coming? You know, the cue comes up and you're already excited because your brain is thinking about that hidden. Of dopamine, the happiness, that fulfillment that it's going to get at the end of the reward. The craving is the second part of this habit loop. And the craving essentially gives us the motivation to perform a certain behavior. So, you know, when you talk about an actual like craving, you can liken it to that. So maybe whenever you have like a craving for something sweet, or you're craving a hug, or you're craving, I don't know, a specific thing, you know, that like feeling that you have of really wanting to do something or really wanting to eat something or to try something. Something or to stop something whatever the case is that is the craving behavior so for example I always talk about my sweet tooth and by this point y'all know I love me some ice cream like literally I had some ice cream the other day it was the butter pecan I have been obsessed with the Tillamook I think that's how you say the brand the Tillamook butter pecan lately and I picked up like this whole I think it was like a quart I ate it very quickly I'm ashamed to say okay because I I I was going through something <laughs> I was just really stressed and I love to stress eat ice cream hello cue trigger <laughs> cue sorry cue craving response and reward and so for example with my sweet tooth I love to have something after dinner a little something sweet after dinner so for me dinner would be the cue I have my dinner I finish my dinner and that signals to my brain okay we're gonna have something sweet we're gonna experience something sweet and we're gonna be happy after it because it's gonna taste great and we're gonna love that ice cream it's gonna be amazing. So for me, the actual cue of having that dinner, finishing that, that dinner triggers my sweet tooth and triggers my craving for something sweet. And as I'm having that craving, I'm also anticipating the happiness that I'm going to feel once I have my little cup of ice cream. The craving is going to be different for everyone. And depending on the cue, depending on the response, depending on the reward, it might feel a little bit different, but essentially, like I said, it's that feeling that's going to drive you to want to perform the behavior behavior. So next is the behavior, which is also known in this four-step habit loop that's outlined in Atomic Habits as the response, aka this is the actual habit. This is the thing you either want to stop or the thing that you want to start doing. After you perform the behavior, which is again the response, comes the reward. And the reward essentially completes the cycle. At the end of the day, we crave the reward and performing a certain behavior, aka the habit, leads us to the reward that we want to experience. And so because our brain knows that every single time that cue comes up we anticipate that specific reward and so we perform the behavior and this happens over and over and over and over again essentially creating the habit loop now I think when we think about habits we can often think about them as these big things that we're doing throughout our day to day so whether you have a habit of like getting up to go running or maybe you have a habit of like journaling every single day or meditating every single day yes obviously those are habits right those are things that are much bigger that you know we can think about when we think about habits but a habit can even be something as simple as your phone beeps or goes off maybe vibrates because mine is always on do not disturb okay so maybe your phone vibrates so that is your cue your craving would be to see what's on your phone to see what notification you just got your response would be to pick up your phone to look and to actually read the thing read the message read the whatever it is and your reward is whatever feeling whatever you know fulfillment you get from reading that so i will often like think about it too as the dating app situations I haven't been on the app still y'all I'm taking my little break but y'all know I did an episode on the psychology of dating apps and dating apps, actually apps in general, really, really prey on this habit loop and prey on this idea of allowing our brain to have these quick hits of dopamine, to have these quick hits of happiness that keep us in this loop, keep us on the apps. TikTok is another one, by the way, that does this really, really well, because essentially you're shown these quick hits of videos. The more that you watch, the more that you enjoy, the more that you're sort of performing this habit or engaging rather in this habit loop that keeps you on the platform for a really long time long, long period of time. And back to the app, similarly, the more that you are swiping, the more that you are anticipating that reward of matching with someone and having that hit of, oh my gosh, I just matched with this really cute guy, this really cute girl. And so you keep swiping and swiping and swiping in hopes of getting to this reward that is gonna make you feel fulfilled. And when it happens, it makes you feel happy. You have that hit of dopamine, you are fulfilled, and you keep doing it over and over and over again in anticipation of that same hit of dopamine and of that same reward, which I think makes a lot of these apps really dangerous. And I actually plan to do an entire episode on the psychology of social media and the psychology of apps in general, because it's quite fascinating the things that they are doing to our brains, literally as we have these little worlds in our pocket on our phones. Yeah, the habit loop that comes into play with those apps is really fascinating, but also quite dangerous as well, especially if you find yourself you know, diving into these apps, you're going on these apps over and over and over again and spending hours of your time on them. Now, the rewards are also really good for helping us to cement habits and behavior. So like I said in the example with the dating apps or even with TikTok, you have that hit of dopamine, you're happy, you're fulfilled, you know, you have your ice cream, it tastes good, you're happy, your stomach is full, you're smiling. Whatever that reward is, whatever that endpoint is, it makes you want to do that behavior again because you wanna feel that thing again. It It literally is, you know, again, when we talk about things like addiction, right, an addiction to whether it be drugs or alcohol, pornography, whatever the case is, because addictions obviously can exist for any given thing. This is what's happening with addictions, right? You are literally experiencing this habit loop on like a, a wild level with whatever specific substance or whatever specific behavior that you are addicted to. So to create a habit, we must make sure that we are satisfying each stage of these four stages that I just talked about. So we have to have a cue. We want to make sure that we are craving the reward and we wanna make sure that the behavior that we actually have to perform to get to the reward is something that's not too taxing, not too hard, not too annoying and not something that's gonna essentially stop us from actually performing the response in order to get to the reward. If you come up with a specific habit that you wanna do and it's something where you literally have to like force yourself so so much to get to the reward and the reward itself doesn't seem equal to the actual effort that you have to put in for the response the behavior itself you're not gonna want to do that thing you're gonna be like yo that reward is not even worth it like why would i do this (laughs) why would i waste my time why would i waste my energy and that is essentially a recipe for creating a habit that will not stick Let's talk about how we actually can start to create new habits. So I mentioned earlier that you want to have a cue. You want to crave the reward and the behavior itself doesn't need to be too taxing, too hard, too annoying, whatever, whatever. So in order to start forming new habits, you have to examine the four stages of the loop and you have to decide how to make them more attractive for yourself. And what I mean by that is asking yourself a set of questions as you are thinking about the specific habit that you want to take or the specific habit rather that you want to implement in your life life and the specific reward that's going to go alongside that. So you want to create a cue that is obvious. You want to make sure that this cue is something that signals the reward that will come at the end. So very similar to me in this example of my sweet tooth and the dinner, the cue is very, very obvious, right? I have a meal and right after that I'm craving something sweet. A meal in and of itself is a very obvious cue for me. You can't mistake a, a meal, right? You can't be like, oh, did I just eat or did I not just eat a meal? Like it's, it's very obvious if you've had dinner or not. You also want to make sure that the craving itself makes you want to perform the behavior. So again, in my case, going back to this whole sweets thing and going back to me having the sweet tooth, I, and maybe, you know, I should stop affirming that I have a sweet tooth, but I really, really do you guys. But in this specific example, my cravings for sweets are very strong. In fact, I'm having one right now. I just had my lunch. I made some curry, um, red curry, coconut, right? Red coconut curry chickpeas over rice I burnt my rice I was in a meeting and I forgot my rice on the stove but I was able to scrape off the top and get some of the cooked rice that wasn't burnt. a whole sad story and I also ate it with some cucumbers and some cilantro it was absolutely delicious but after that meal guess what your girl is craving something sweet so you also want to make sure whenever you're thinking about this new habit that the craving that you have needs to be something where it's actually going to propel you and to push you and to make you want to perform the behavior itself because you want to get to that reward you want to have that thing at the end so the next thing you want to make sure that the behavior itself is easy to perform again in my case the behavior itself would be getting the ice cream or having my ice cream so if for example I have ice cream in my fridge it is super easy I just have to get up from my desk and walk to the fridge and get my ice cream right now I'm out of ice cream right so this is essentially stopping me from wanting to perform this behavior and we're not going to get into stopping habits as much right now we're going to more so talk about starting in this episode however you can kind of reverse actions or reverse the thought process to figure out how to stop a habit and I can talk about that in a separate episode as well but for this specific example the ice cream is not in my fridge the ice cream is at Tom Thumb grocery store and I would have to literally go to the garage get in my car drive to Tom Thumb buy the ice cream come back come upstairs let it sit for a little bit it's a whole thing so right now do I want to perform that behavior do I feel as if that behavior is easy Easy enough, you know, seamless enough, flowy enough for me to actually want to get to that reward of getting ice cream. Won't even lie to you. On most days, I kind of do. On most days, I, I'm getting in the car. <laughs> okay. I'm getting in the car and I'm taking me a little drive to groceries because I want some ice cream. But today, today it's not. Today, I don't, I don't want to go. Today I'm in my gym clothes from this morning and I don't feel like going back out. So yeah, no. And then We also want to make sure that the reward is so juicy, so delicious, if you will, so good that we actually want to perform the behavior again and again and again and again to experience that reward. Do you love that ice cream? Do you love, you know, the feeling of, I don't know, what it feels like when you finish a good workout? Do you love what it feels like when you finish a good meditation? Do you love what it feels like when you do your face mask and your skin is so glowy? and supple after. You have to get to the point where that reward that you get at the end after performing the behavior, after doing the thing is so good to you, is so genuinely amazing that you want to actually perform the behavior again in order to experience that. So one of the first things that you want to do is create an ideal outcome behavior for your new habit. And you want to be specific with this. So think about what do you actually want to do? What do you actually want want the habit to be. And in some cases, this can also be thinking about maybe a specific goal that you have and a specific habit that you want to create in order to help you get to that goal. I will say, however, and we'll talk about this later in the episode, that it's important to think about the journey itself and not necessarily always focusing on the goals. Because if your drive for the specific goal itself is not like, if it's not that I know, deep, I want to say, then you might not actually want to stick to the habit because you might actually not care enough about the goal itself. So you do have to at some point learn to fall in love with the journey and the journey of, you know, doing the habits itself uh, in the process of getting to that goal. But really it is about thinking about what do you want to do? What habit do you want to start? Do you want to create a new habit taking a multivitamin? Do you want to start that new journaling habit? Do you want to start a new habit around speaking kindly to yourself? Or maybe it's about reading every single night before you go to bed. So figure out what that habit is and pick one to start. Again, we're going to dive into that part in a second, but pick one to start for now. Okay. Next, you want to think about your habit cue. You want to pick something that is very obvious. So habit cues can be very simple things. So they can be related to time, such as when I wake up, I want to X, Y, and Z. At 5 p.m. X, Y, and Z. On Wednesdays, I do or I will do X, Y, and Z. So it could be time related. It could also be location related. So maybe it's something like say you go to visit your parents every single Saturday, right? And you want to create a habit that's around that. And we'll get into, I feel like I'm getting so ahead of myself because I want to mention things I'm going to talk about later in the episode. And I'm like, oh my God, we're going to talk about that in a second. But no, like if you go to your parents every single Saturday and you want to create a habit around that so maybe after going to your parents every single Saturday, you want to, you know, get there and take a walk. Maybe that's your habit. You want to start walking more. So your cue is you go to your parents' house and then you take this walk you know your reward or is feeling really good enjoying the nature or maybe you know it has something to do with doing something specific with your parents so it could be location based and it also may have to do with emotions it could be emotion based so again I mentioned earlier that I'm a stress eater sometimes and so when it comes to the times I'm really stressed like I was really stressed in the last couple weeks I will definitely eat a lot of ice cream or a lot of sweets in general so maybe it's emotion based and you want to create a new habit or change your habit or create a habit around that specific thing so maybe when you feel bored you want to do something when you feel sad instead of you doing a certain behavior when you feel sad maybe you want to journal when you feel sad maybe you want to call X, Y, and Z friend when you feel sad maybe you want to go for a walk or maybe it has to do with when you feel angry instead of doing and performing a behavior that may not be ideal to you in that situation maybe if you're having an argument with your partner or your mom or your friend and typically you do this thing maybe instead when you're triggered that cue is the anger that cue is that conversation you can choose to perform a different behavior instead in order to get you to that reward of feeling calm feeling in control of the situation feeling proud of yourself for not reacting in a specific way so figure out what you want that cue to be and kind of take note of that as well Now, i would suggest writing these things down also i love writing these things down, especially like my goals and stuff because it's just super helpful to have something to refer back to and figure out how you want to tweak things as you go or just be able to keep yourself accountable by having it written down the next part i want to talk about is a trick that is super helpful for helping your habits stick and that's called habit stacking what habit stacking has to do with is actually stacking your habit onto another habit that you already have in your routine so i'll give you all a really good example y'all know every single morning uh well not every single morning but when I do work out which is a lo- most mornings a lot of mornings I love to drink a pre-workout and for me that is part of my morning routine of prepping to go to the gym I have my pre-workout so for me one thing I wanted to start doing recently was taking greens powder and I talked about this on Instagram because I was like I don't know how y'all girl he's out here just drinking this greens powder with water I did not grow up drinking green powder green smoothies green Anything of the nature. So when I tasted that green powder the first day, oh, I was, I was mad. First of all, it was giving very much celery and onion and garlic. <laughs> I was like, ew, this is, so-. I literally was gagging, okay? I was gagging. So if you have a, a greens powder that actually tastes good, please leave a recommendation for me on Instagram because otherwise, what are y'all drinking? Anywho, so I noticed that when I mixed my greens powder with, um, with which we got pre-workout, I actually wasn't able to taste the greens nastiness as much. It just kind of tasted like my pre-workout because I drink my pre-workout in a very concentrated amount of water. So what I started to do was stack that habit. So every single morning when I would wake up and I would go into the kitchen to mix my pre-workout, instead of just only adding a scoop of my pre-workout, I would also add in a scoop of my greens powder. Habit stacking. So I'm adding this new habit of drinking greens every morning onto the existing habit of taking a pre-workout in the morning when I go to the gym. Someone actually on Instagram recommended to me that I mix my greens powder with juice. I can't remember your name. I'm so sorry. But I actually started doing that as well. So thank you so much for the recommendation. If you were listening, because I actually ended up buying a um, lemon juice, a low sugar, no sugar, one one of the two, I don't even know, lemonade at the grocery store. And I've been also taking greens powder midday with a glass of lemonade. And that is... I'm stacking that onto this habit. Well, that I'm kind of creating a new habit in a way, but I'm stacking onto this habit of like my midday lunch, (laughs) if you will. So that is another one. But that's the idea here is that I already had this habit of eating or drinking rather my pre-workout in the morning and I just added on the habit of the greens powder with it. So it was less of a thing of trying to start something new and oh my God, I got to push myself. And it was more like, okay, I'm already doing this thing. I'm going to just add this other thing right in with it. So another example is maybe... in the morning if you are someone that wakes up and you grab a glass of water I know a lot of people drink um water right in the morning you have water right beside your bed Maybe if you want to start taking a multivitamin, what that looks like is habit stacking with the multivitamin in the water. So maybe it means bringing your multivitamins into your bedroom. So the minute you are you know, waking up and, t- and drinking your water, you can just take your multivitamin right then and there. You don't have to think about going to the kitchen. You don't have to think about going to the pantry. You don't have to forget to take the multivitamin. You're already sipping your water. You're already doing something that you do every single day and you're just adding something new onto it so you're not having to think too much we're reducing you know the thought process we're reducing the effort we're reducing the the having to remember to do something and we're just adding something on to something that we already do save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app When it comes to habits, we also have to remember to allow for flexibility. Now, it is important to obviously be consistent and part of habits, right, is building up to that consistency where it becomes something that's so ingrained in us, so second nature that we don't necessarily have to think about doing it. It's kind of like, okay, I, you know, on Wednesdays we wear pink. (laughs) But it's like one of those things where you just remember to do it or you just do it naturally because it literally is part of who you are in this moment right now, in this chapter. One thing we do have to do, though is aiming for consistency versus perfection aiming for consistency versus perfection will allow you to stick to your habit more likely than if you were to aim for perfection say you create a new habit where you want to go to the gym in the mornings and you're like i'm gonna go to the gym every single monday wednesday and friday at 7 a.m sharp in the morning and say one day it's a friday morning you know what i'm saying is you you might have been out Thursday thursday last night and you was doing some stuff or whatever and you wake up the next morning and it is 8:59. And you, you got to go to work. You, you can't go to the gym right now. So you don't go to the gym that morning. Instead of you now saying, oh, my gosh, well, I've just fallen off the bandwagon completely, you know, and just deciding to throw the entire thing out, deciding to throw the entire habit out and being like, well, I fell off at this point. It's not worth it to keep going anymore. Instead of you looking at it as like I failed, I wasn't perfect, I didn't make it to the gym at 7 a.m. that morning, maybe today you go at 5 p.m. Or maybe instead of you going today, maybe you go tomorrow and no you don't normally go on Saturdays but maybe you just go tomorrow because you didn't make it today and you want to go tomorrow or maybe you go later in that day or maybe you just don't go that day but you pick it back up the next week at the same day and time and you continue on with your routine so it's about allowing yourself that opportunity and that that room if you will to be flexible with these habits to understand that just because you may have fallen off one day, just because you may have woken up late one day, just because maybe one day you, you forgot to take the multivitamin when you woke up doesn't mean that everything you did before, every single day that you were working on this habit, that you were making progress, that you were being consistent is not something that matters. It means that it did matter. All the time and energy that you spent before did matter and it was significant. And this one hiccup, this one thing does not have to end it all for you unless you allow it to so that is one thing to remember i think especially with consistency a lot of times i feel like we want to get down on ourselves when we aren't consistent you know all the time you know on time with something that we want to do i do the same thing with myself i remember there have been a couple of times with the podcast where y'all know i upload these episodes on 12 a.m or at 12 a.m central every single tuesday i have it pre-scheduled i always have my episodes ready and it goes up at 12 a.m and there have been times where I've woken up I haven't had an episode ready because maybe my energy was off and whatever whatever and I didn't have an episode ready but I remember one time Tola was actually here visiting I literally told her I was like hey I have the urge to record right now it was like midday on Tuesday and I went into the office I closed the door I recorded my podcast episode and I got it up and it was like 5pm or something on a Tuesday no it wasn't 12am no it wasn't you know whatever time that I'd set in the schedule and the habit that I built but I still got the episode up but also so if I didn't get the episode up that week cuz that's happened to that would be okay and I would just pick back up the next week. So don't allow those moments of, you know, when you fall off a little bit to get you down because progress, progress over perfection. Allow yourself to be flexible. It's about consistency and consistency is a journey. Consistency is those little steps over time. It's not all about being completely perfect and never messing up. No, consistency over perfection. The next thing that we have to remember is something that i alluded to in the last point i was making and that is that small change over time can lead to big results. So this is the idea of the 1% rule. This is also why habits are so important because oftentimes, and I literally do this all the time, we overestimate what we can do in a year, but we underestimate what we can do in five. And I didn't make that quote up, okay? I know, it's, it's real good, right? I didn't make that up, I heard that somewhere, okay? But it is very, very true because a lot of times we'll be like, oh my gosh, by next year, I'll be doing this and this and this and this. And and I do this all the time. Like you have these big dreams, these big goals, these big values. You're seeing all of these things that you want to do in a, in one year, and one year. Although it is one year, one year is kind of a short period of time. So a lot of times we're overestimating what we can do in that time. But when we think about five years, we're not dreaming big enough. We're not thinking big enough. We're not actually understanding the power of compound effects. We're not understanding how, you know, oftentimes things will be one way one year. They'll be a little bit, you know, same the second year. Same the third year. And by the fourth year, oh, baby, it's shooting up. It's going crazy. Like, your whole life is changing by that fourth year. And that fifth year, you look back, it's night and day. (laughs) It's night and day. Year one, we don't know her. We don't even recognize her. Like, who were we back then? But that's the thing. You have to remember that over time, your small little chips, your small progress, the little things you do, they do have big effects. So maybe it is that one single multivitamin that you add into your routine every single morning. But you also have to remember that that one single multivitamin that you are adding into your routine every single morning is going to change your life over time. It's going to change the way you feel. It might change the way that you start to eat because you're feeling better about your body and you start to want to fuel your body in better ways. It might change the way that you are interacting with people because maybe you were lacking in vitamin D and you were a little bit moody and you were a little bit grumpy. And now it's changing the way that you were interacting with your friends and family and yourself speaking kinder to yourself. Like you might be completely underestimating the effects of that one specific change done consistently over time in your life. You might be underestimating the power Of meditating every single day, even if it's just for 60 seconds, even if it's just for five minutes, that five minutes of you sitting in silence with yourself, with your thoughts, that five minutes of you meditating on your future, on what you're manifesting, on what you're creating, on what you've done, on how far you have come you might be underestimating the power that five minutes can have. Yeah, you know, you're like, okay, so-and-so is meditating for 30 minutes. Okay, but that's them. Okay, that's them. So mind your business, okay? Like, what do you want to do? What are your goals? What is your habit that you want to create? Like, they might be meditating for five hours every single day, but that's none of your business. Okay, that is literally none of your business. So really understanding the power, the compound effect, the power of the 1%, that inch every single day, moving forward, every single day towards our goal, that progress over time is going to really help because then we start to really see the, the power. Uh, we start to see the power in our goals. We start to see the power in the small changes that you were, we're making every single day. And we start to really respect the habits that we're building and see that, okay, yeah, well, if it's about 1% every single day, if it's about progress over perfection, then yeah, let me, let me go to the gym today. You know, like I said, I went today, I didn't do the craziest things. I, I didn't have the the crazy i wasn't walking out there sweating you know going crazy in the gym baby i did a very short very chill workout but i went because for me the consistency progress over perfection one percent rule making that small change every single day in whatever way that we can. Now here are a few things that we need to avoid when we are starting new habits. And the first is trying to change our habits all at once. This is one that I have made the mistake in before. I've seen others make this mistake. You're like, it's kinda like what I was talking about earlier in the episode with the zero to 100. It could be something as simple as January 1st, 2023 hits. And you're like, oh baby, I'm going crazy this year. I'm changing my entire life. I'm a whole different person. Throw out them frosted flakes. Get me that whole new outfit for my wardrobe. Like I'm doing this and this and this and I'm not doing none of this anymore. And you literally have this attitude of going in, rushing in, trying to, you know, pound down the door of your life and change everything all at once because you are so motivated, so inspired, so committed to that change. But the thing about that is that although you start off with all that motivation, all that inspiration, all that fire, a lot of times, and we see it every single year, we see it every single year, a lot of times what happens is that we end up slowly having that fire go out, slowly losing that motivation, slowly fading away, slowly no longer showing up in the places or doing the things that we said that we were so committed and so wanted to do. And uh, I'm going to just shout this out right now, y'all. I'm revamping the planner. At this point, by the time you hear this, it's not going to be on the site anymore. I'm going to take it down from the site, but I'm revamping that. That's the Manifesting Gold Digger Planner. And when it comes back, it will be everything that you need in order to create new habits and also plan out your goals for the year plan out your goals for the month and the week and the days all the things just shameless shout out okay because i'm so excited about it i was working on it today so happy anyways Do not try to do it all at once because that just leads you to being overwhelmed. That leads you to not actually sticking to the things that you want to do. And that leads you to dropping things, not mastering a specific habit, deciding that you are no longer going to even want to do this habit anymore because you've given up because you tried to do all the things at once and you got overwhelmed and you got angry and frustrated and whatever. Try to start with one master that habit then add another slow and steady wins this race one percent change one percent progress every single day as you talked about habit stacking build that habit on top of one that you already have then build another on top of that continue to habit stack slowly over time we're out here trying to do the most and change every single thing in our life overnight for what What race are you running? Where are you going? (laughs) Where are you going? Like, who are you trying to compete with and who are you trying to beat to this, you know, finish line? And I'm doing all sorts of quotation marks right now because what is the finish line? Because last I checked, our finish line right now was death. And I say that not to be morbid, but like, I mean, it kind of is going back to the whole stoicism principle and you haven't listened to the stoicism episode, highly recommend, but really at the end of the day, we are on this journey until we are no longer on this earth on this particular journey in this particular life chapter. And so if you are racing and racing and racing, you're trying to change your entire life overnight. Why are you rushing? I don't understand why you're rushing. Like take the time to build the habits, to build that consistency, to change everything over time. This is a journey. And again, that's what I was saying. You have to learn. Oh, and this is my second point actually. So I'm going to go into the second one right now. The second one, things that we need to avoid when starting new habits is we need to avoid seeking the results versus creating a pattern. If you start this habit and you're basically only focused on your results, you're only focused on this particular goal and not necessarily focused on the actual habits themselves and creating this ritual, creating this process that you actually fall in love with, then you are going to find that either one, the routine itself is going to start to become something where it kind of is annoying to you and you're not even going to want to do it because the reward itself doesn't seem like it's enough. It doesn't seem good enough, big enough great enough for you to actually want to complete the the behavior itself, you are going to get to a place where you no longer actually feel so tied to that goal, like you don't really care about the goal anymore. And so you will start to drop the habits themselves because you're like, well... At this point, the goal ain't even, I don't even vibe with a goal like that no more. But maybe the habits themselves were what you needed to focus on because you need to fall in love with the ritual, fall in love with the pattern, fall in love with the process. It's kind of like when people talk about the journey and they talk about like loving the journey and not just loving the end point. And really that that's what this is alluding to because we are focusing here on really enjoying that journey you're always going to be attempting to build new habits in some way shape and form your life is going to always change who you are is going to always change your environment changes all these things your goals are going to change like things are always changing in your life in your life you're always going to be trying to become a better version of yourself in some way shape or form for that particular thing that you're doing or for that particular goal or for that particular life chapter that you're in so part of it is learning how to fall in love with the process of building habits, falling in love with the process of consistency, falling in love with the process of becoming a better you so that you're not just focused on, oh, I want abs or, oh, I want to be this or, oh, I want this money and, oh, I want this. And more so focusing on, okay, well, how can I make sure that I actually like my morning routine? How can I make sure that I actually enjoy meditation? How can I make sure that I actually enjoy journaling? How can I make sure that I actually enjoy few, my body in a way that I really like, one of the things that I've been doing is returning back to cooking because I've noticed that lately I have really been eating out a lot and I've talked about this particular struggle in this chapter because I am more busy and so I tend to look for faster meals, quicker meals when I'm busy. If I'm you know, heads down working all day and I look up and it's dinner time, I am gonna be like, let me door dash something. I don't wanna cook. What I've been doing to really fall back in love with cooking is I've actually been watching a ton of different cooking videos on YouTube. I've been watching Brian Leggerstrom I think that's how you say his last name. I've been watching Josh Wiseman. Oh my gosh, Josh, whoever edits his videos, I think it might be him. (sighs) So good. They're hilarious. They're entertaining. Love his videos. And also Babish Culinary Universe. Those three, I have been watching literally nonstop on YouTube. But what that's also allowed me to do is fall back in love with the process of cooking. And so instead of me being like, oh my God, I gotta, you know, get to this place where I'm eating five greens a day, five servings of fruit, this, that, and the other, I'm just focusing on The process, I'm focusing on the journey of falling back in love with cooking. I'm focusing on little steps I can make every single day. Today's lunch, the curry chickpea, uh, red coconut curry chickpea, so delicious and that was a meal that I made really quickly but I was like I'm gonna try something new I've never done red coconut curry chickpeas before like I'm gonna try that and I did that and it was fun or I'm even thinking about buying a pasta maker so I can start to make my own pasta from scratch and I can start to infuse those with spinaches and kales and fresh vegetables I'm also going to a farmer's market I'm pushing myself outside my comfort zone this weekend to go there and you know try to find new veggies that I can try so it really is about creating these moments where you can fall in love with your own process and not so being so focused on the end result itself. And the last thing I want to say is that not changing your environment could be a way that you are not going to stick to your new habits. I phrase that very weirdly. So things to avoid (laughs) things to avoid when creating a new habit, not changing your environment. This means auditing your home auditing the places that you go to frequently, auditing your friends, the people that you spend the most amount of time around, auditing your actual environment. Like what are you around? What energy is present around you consistently? Are they aligned with the new habits or not? If you are someone who wants to do a particular thing, I'm, I'm struggling to think of any habits right now. I feel like I've given so many examples. Have I given that many examples throughout this episode? Maybe not, but If you are trying to create a a new habit specifically and you are not in an environment that's conducive for that habit, it's going to make it very, very, very hard for you to stick to that habit. So change your environment up. So I'll give another example here. Maybe you are working on being kinder to yourself. You're working on speaking kindly to yourself. You're working on positive affirmations, positive thoughts, not toxic positivity, but you're working on just being a better person, a kinder individual to yourself and also to others. If you are consistently around people who are always putting themselves down, who are always putting you down, do you really think that that is actually conducive to you creating an environment where you are putting yourself on a... Um, Oh my God, why am I, why am I blanking? Do you really think that's uh, conducive rather to you actually speaking kindly to yourself, speaking kinder words to yourself? No, they're, they're not aligned. So audit your environment and really figure out what it is, who it is, is aligned with your actual goals and what your environment needs to look like in order to make it easier and in order to make it better for you to be able to stick to these particular habits. So the last thing I'm going to leave you guys with is this little chat about motivation. We talk about motivation so, so much. People will be like, I'm so motivated to do this, or I'm not motivated to do that, or I'm lazy, I'm not motivated, or I'm not inspired, whatever. Motivation is fleeting, okay? The the feeling of motivation is fleeting. Sometimes you are motivated. Today, I am motivated, I'm inspired, I'm fired up to do this episode to record, Energy is flowing. I'm burning up under the sun, sweating. <laughs> it's a vibe, really. It is truly a vibe. Other days, I am not so motivated to do the things and to wanna sit down here on the mic. I'm a But here's the thing, okay? Motivation is fleeting, so you have to learn how to actually continue creating habits and continue being consistent when you are not motivated. So that can look like just hyping yourself up to create your habit. Like I said, you're not always going to be motivated to do the thing, but how can you make it more fun and make it more likely that you're going to follow through? So I've talked about this in my five ways to stay high vibe episode, but I love listening to podcasts or music in the morning when I get ready for the gym. I also love wearing really cute gym outfits. So again, shopping at Tala, Lululemon, um, all these places recently that have just been, you know, loving my credit card. They've been loving my credit, my debit card because I'm always there running up a check because I just love a good athleisure outfit. Now, every single day I wake up to get ready for the gym, I'm excited to turn up I won't even lie to you I'm yeah I'm thinking about the workout I'm like okay bet it's like day it, or okay bet I'm going to you know my running class whatever whatever but a lot of times I'm excited to put on my playlist <laughs> I'm excited to tell Alexa to turn up the card turn up playlist it's on Apple I got a link to my, my Instagram if you want to get that playlist as well it's a it's really a mix of things on there y'all I'm very eccentric with my taste but not really it's a lot of trap it's some random ass country in there as well so it really is just a okay but I'm very excited to turn on my plus to pop on my new taller leggings and by the time I've actually like put on my clothes put on my wig, you know, gotten ready, brushed my teeth, had my pre-workout, danced around. Maybe I'm listening to Joel Osteen because sometimes I be listening to him in the morning. It's a different type of turn up with him. Like, it's not like lit, lit. But, you know, he be saying some stuff. He be he be spitting when he want to spit. <laughs> he be saying some stuff. If you listen to him, you know, I know some people don't like Joel, but I just like the way that he delivers his messages because they are, he tells biblical stories, but like low key, the messages behind them, I think are similar messages that I share as well. So anyways, by the time I have gotten ready for the gym and I'm about to walk out the door. I'm lit. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Okay. Outfit on point Hair on point gloss popping. It's the Laneige lip balm. It ain't even a gloss, but it be looking glossy. Okay. Pre-workout hitting <laughs> and I'm ready to go. I'm so excited. So for me, that's a really big part of actually, keeping that motivation for myself or, or actually getting motivated rather because there are mornings I wake up I don't want to go I don't want to go I take a good five, 10 minutes just laying in bed thinking about all the excuses that I want to give myself but what I do know is that by the time I get up by the time I put the lights on by the time I start listening to my music by the time I put on my clothes I know I'm gonna feel good so I'm almost using that as my cue and I'm chasing that reward of that high feeling that I feel that high vibe feeling that I feel when I walk out the door and I'm listening to little baby detox, little baby freestyle. <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> what you? Listen, when I tell you I get in the car, I know these neighbors must be like, girl, what's going on? I don't put it up too, too loud, but let me tell you something baby, little baby freestyle in the car as you get ready in the morning on the way to the gym. Man, y'all gonna be lit. I'm telling you. So find a way to literally motivate yourself. Find a way to hype yourself up. It could be good music. It could be dancing around. It could be, you know, habit stacking with something else that you love. So, if you love to do something, if something makes you feel really good, stack that habit. So, do the thing that you really love right before the habit, or do the habit right before the thing that you really love so you can have the thing that you really love to do as the reward for you stacking that habit. So, motivate yourself, cue yourself up because you're not always going to want to do that thing. But but it's about allowing yourself to anticipate the joy you'll feel from that self-motivation, that self-hype up, that self-inspiration. Make it fun, okay, but also understand that lack of motivation doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. We're not all motivated. But the thing about it is if you really, you know, get real serious with yourself and really understand, at the end of the day. People who we in society love to group into this label of being successful, of being, you know, amazing, top tier, whatever, whatever labels you be, successful is like the main label. People who fall under that tier in whatever industry, whatever age, whatever, whatever that they are, a lot of these people are consistent even when they are not motivated. Now, this does not mean that you can't take a rest day. This does not mean that you can allow yourself time if you really need that time to rest, to take off from that day, from that habit, whatever the case is. That is absolutely something that you can do. You can honor your rest, you can honor your need for rest, but also know that consistency breeds results, consistency breeds success. So yeah, take your day off, have your day off, take your rest as you need it, but get back to it, get back to it. And this is not about hustle culture. This is not about forcing yourself. This is about understanding that at the end of the day, we can't always be motivated. And at the end of the day, discipline, habit stacking, creating those moments for really integrating behavior into our lives in a seamless way. Those are all the ways that we need to to implement in order to get to success. We can't just sit here and expect to be motivated every single day we can't just sit here and expect to feel good about the things that we want to do every single day but we got to get that shit done (laughs) okay we got to get it done you want to get to that bag you want to get to that body you want to get to that mindset you you, we got to get it done okay we got to get it done so that is the episode (laughs) my neck hurts I don't even know why my neck is hurting is it the headphones the headphones aren't even that heavy why my neck hurt (laughs) girl I don't even know but I'm about to go and have myself a little zinner, okay? A little zinner. And then I go, I'm going to go take a really nice long shower and do a face mask. I have this um, pimple that's like on the side of my face. It's like on my birthmark. And it is not trying to leave me for the life of me. I done pop this whole like twice. And she keep coming back like, girl, find someone else. Go bother someone else. I don't want you <laughs> i'm so mad so i'm gonna go do a lot you know what i'm gonna do my glam glow Ooh, i'm gonna do my glam glow but the, the glam glow face mask if you haven't tried it head to sephora right now get you a sample the original i don't know about the other ones because whatever the original glam glow face mask <laughs> it literally is so good clay mask it has like acids in there for exfoliation it has like actual like i don't know dried leaves or something for some physical exfoliation what about that mask it's gonna suck anything at your skin that's not supposed to be there it's gonna just suck it right up so I'm gonna do that face mask today and you know what can I do that when I do retinol I've been doing like a low percent retinol at night but like I don't know if I could like mix that because I think the glam glow has AHAs in it and I think when you do AHAs when you do AHAs and acids you're not supposed to do retinols the same time so I think I'll just do glam glow tonight but then just do like a sleeping mask or something tonight as well anyways my loves I hope you have enjoyed today's episode I really hope that this inspired you to think of some new habits that you can implement into your life and hopefully it's also giving you the inspiration that you need the knowledge that you need in order to help make those habits stick if it did please leave a five star review for this podcast episode well for the entire show obviously but (laughs) for for this show if you enjoyed this episode send it to a friend I know how y'all be doing out there. Thank y'all for recommending the show to your friends because like it really is a lituation over here. So we love that. Okay, thank you so much. And I will chat with you, my loves, in the very next episode. Have a beautiful rest of your day and have a beautiful week. I promise you, I'll be singing better in the shower. I don't know what that was. Ugh. Hi, my love.